Welcome to the Agronomy and Farm Management Podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Elizabeth. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're excited to be introducing another new member to the OSU Extension team. Stephanie Carhoff transitioned from a county educator to an agronomy field specialist back in June. She has a really strong background in agronomy, and we're excited to have her in this new role. So welcome, Steph. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Thanks, Amanda. Thanks, Elizabeth, for having me on the podcast. So a little bit about me. I'm originally from Kaleida, Ohio, which is up in the northwestern corner of the state. Uh, I then went to receive my bachelor's and my graduate degree from Ohio State and afterwards went up to Williams County for three years as their extension educator. Really enjoyed that time being immersed in extension and realized long term it's what I wanted to do. And so this past June, like you mentioned, I transitioned to my current role as a field specialist in agronomic systems. And then I currently reside near Pandora, Ohio with my husband and family. And then we farm along with his family in Putnam and Hancock counties. I know one thing I'm really excited about having you in this role for is that, you know, you bring both the professional experience that you've had in the past, as well as that personal experience with you guys farming. So you've got great perspective from both directions. So Steph, could you tell us a little bit about what kind of research topics you're most into diving into? Yeah, so that's evolving right now as I'm starting out and talking to more growers and understanding what their needs are. But broadly, what my interests are research-wise are integrated pest management in field crops, as well as emerging agronomic issues. So cover crop management, biological products, a lot of these hot topics we're talking about now. And then assisting with my colleagues across the state on nutrient management topics that have been in the conversation for quite a while now with Lake Erie. I think that's great. And you've done a great job getting around the state. I know you've visited a lot of our colleagues, quite a drive from you down in Southern Ohio and around. So um, just being located in Northwest Ohio hasn't limited you. And we really appreciate that as this is a statewide position. Yeah, it's been fun making it to different parts of the state that I didn't normally get to interact with in my previous role. And I did make it down to what they refer to as God's country in southeastern Ohio. Coming from northwestern Ohio, I'm not always a fan of elevations, but I I braved it just for them. (laughs) Yeah, I think everyone will say where they're from is God's country. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to be proud of where you're from. You kind of came in in the middle of the season. So did you get a chance to start any projects or what is of what you're interested in? Kind of where are you getting started at? So one project I was able to start at our Northwestern Research Branch in Hoytville, thanks to their manager, Matt Davis, was a small cover crop establishment trial. So looking at cereal rye established after soybean harvest with a drill or interseeded before harvest with a high boy and a drone, and then also looking at those treatments, both with and without um, a fungal inoculant to see if that inoculant helps with that cover crop establishment success. So I'll actually head up there tomorrow to take some data on how well that cereal rise coming up across those different treatment areas. And then another project that was started in my last role and then continuing into this one is looking at Um, on-farm research trials through the eFields program. 
that are evaluating a soil applied fungicide in corn. So right now, educators are taking in yield data from those grower cooperators. So we'll take that together and look across the state and see if we find any trends on whether or not it helped with the disease health aspect and yield. With your in-season, I know you had people take some in-season observations in those trials. Did you see any differences that you think potentially may lead to a yield difference as we move through harvest? Yeah, so the location that I walked um, here in Putnam County, it did have a, a slight edge for disease rating. So I rated for tar spot, gray leaf spot, and northern corn leaf blight. And in that location, there wasn't much northern corn leaf blight across both treatments. Um, gray leaf spot below 5% disease severity, but tar spot was really uniform across that field. And so at a significant level of um, 0.1, there was a statistically significant difference between the control and the fungicide treated plots. So I'm interested to see uh, once we get the yield data off the monitor, if that holds up still. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. And you did your PhD at Ohio State. What did you focus on for that? Yeah, so my graduate degree at Ohio State, I focused on uh, developing resistant soybean varieties to Phytophthora root and stem rot. So most of my work was looking at one specific region in the soybean genome that looked promising. And because it looked promising from a breeding aspect to develop resistant varieties, we did different um, screenings in the field, in the greenhouse, in the lab. And then also coupled that with some genetic work to make it more efficient to use that resistant source in breeding programs, uh, just with the long-term goal of developing some soybean cultivars that are adapted to Ohio growing conditions, which often lend itself to a lot of these root rotting pathogens. I enjoy seeing when, you know, you do research like that in the lab and how that feeds into impacts for farmers. I think that's always an exciting type of project to work on. Yeah, it was fun for me too to be able to, you know, go home and talk to relatives about my research and it be something that they're engaged and invested in as well. So, and that's what I like about extension. To me, it's the greatest way you can have impact with that research too, is just extending it to all 88 counties. So, as we move into fall harvest, um, what tips do you have for farmers? Um, you know, we're into beans pretty well down here, but we still have a lot of corn to go. You guys are further north and probably behind us a little bit. A lot of factors going on. There's dry weather. We've had cold weather. We've had frost. <laughs> so uh, what tips can you provide to our listeners uh, to make it a successful harvest? Yeah, so here in northern Ohio, I'd say we're about 75% to 80% done with beans and under that for corn. And we're finding hot spots of, it seems like mid-May planted corn having higher vomitoxin levels when they're being tested. So just keeping in mind, um, targeting those fields and maybe harvesting them earlier at a 25% moisture and then drying them down. If you have the capability, making sure you're getting that down to 15% down to 13, 13 and a half, if you're storing that long-term, just to make sure that you're not allowing that fungus to further develop that toxin and raise your vomitoxin score in those cornfields. 
in harvest as the dust settles is always a good time to look back on how your hybrids or varieties performed and what problems you faced in your fields if you've got scouting reports and organizing that as you start making purchasing decisions for next year. Yeah, it's amazing how quickly it's time to start making those next decisions as soon as harvest. Well, I'm sure there are guys that are already making those decisions sitting in the combine right now. So it doesn't even necessarily wait until harvest is done. Those are some great reminders, Steph. I know I'm excited to to keep moving through, get bean harvest behind us and move into corn because I'm hearing some some pretty exciting yield numbers down here, unexpectedly higher than than what we thought we were going to see. And what are you guys seeing for wheat plantings in your area? So wheat planting for us is, is, is wrapping up. And I think we're getting to that window where those that were going to plant wheat maybe are going to either bump those seeding rates or um, look at different options besides growing wheat as a cash crop in those fields, but mostly wrapped up with wheat planting here. Did you see an uptick in planting or is it pretty steady with acreage? I thought it was steady with last year, though last year was a definite increase. And then we were able to get some moisture this past week. So some wheat that was planted the last week of September is up and sprouted. That's good. With the dry weather, it was delayed somewhat. But we're still pretty nervous down here. Even, you know, we've gotten some very small showers, but very hit or miss in this part of the state. Yeah, it's always hard this time of year. You want it dry so you can harvest (laughs) certain crops, then you want moisture so you can get other crops growing. So it's always a balance. Yes. Well, hopefully this rain helps us a little bit, Elizabeth, like you said, and some warm temperatures finish drying things out and help get the wheat up. Um, Steph, anything else for our listeners today? No, thanks for letting me join you on the podcast today and looking forward to meeting more people throughout the state in the next year. How can people learn more about the program you plan on developing, following your research, um, or get in contact with you? Yeah, so the easiest way to get into contact with me, um, they can either email me at carhoff dot four one at osu dot edu or you can always give me a call at four one nine seven nine six zero zero five five and then I always put the plug in to subscribe to the corn newsletter at agcrops.osu.edu to keep up on all the work that extension educators, field specialists and state specialists are doing. Sounds great Steph. It's again wonderful to have you as our new field specialist and we're all looking forward to working with you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Agronomy and Farm Management Podcast. Join us again in two weeks for our next episode. Hey, podcast listeners. Just a reminder to give us a like or subscribe so you know when we release new episodes. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to leave us a review also. We appreciate the comments.